preparing myself for another exciting episode. Greetings, my frosty armadildos. This is the rampant virus known as Matthew Sanborn Smith and his electric cow-catching podcast, Beware the Hairy Mango. If you're new here, don't freak out. This is normal. It's not supposed to make sense. Two wrongs don't make a right, and two wongs certainly can't make a white, and yet still this podcast is the only thing that stands between my single listeners and lonely, soul-crushing boredom. Or maybe it just stands between them and the ability to get a date. But don't you fret, boards. Although it takes two to tango, it only takes one to wango, so work those zippers, but I don't know if they should go up or down at this point. Today's story is the gripping tale of blue-collar workers in the sky. Yippee-i-yay! Although we're still more than a month out from Labor Day, I'm running this story now, so you'll have plenty of time to prepare to honor these backbones of high-altitude America, and because I've got nothing else to run in its place. Raise your glasses high, otherwise they won't be able to get a sip of your beer, they being the chimney sweep and the steeplejack. The Chimney Sweep and the Steeplejack by Matthew Sanborn Smith. All right, you guys, sit down and shut up, and I'll tell you the story of the Chimney Sweep and the Steeplejack. Is this a fable? Dwight asks. Did I not tell you to shut up? Okay, if I can figure out a moral to tack on the end of it, then it's a fable. Now let me astound you with my shit. I hope it's a fable, Dwight whispers to Tilly. It's not going to be dick if you don't shut up and let me tell it. All right, then, there's this guy, right? And he's a chimney sweep. Put your hands down. This is oldie times, and you build fires inside a fireplace in your house to keep your goodies from freezing up. And then the smoke goes up, most of it anyway, goes up through this sort of tunnel called a chimney, goes straight up through the house. That gets all crappy with soot, so you gotta clean it every so often. You call the chimney sweep, okay? You got it now? Okay. So this chimney sweep gets a job, and he's gotta clean out this chimney on this church, right? So he heads over there, and he gets his ladder, and he climbs out onto the roof. Wait a minute, wait a minute, I forgot to tell you. And the whole crowd of those crappy kids moan at this like I told them it's the liver and spinach for supper, maybe topped with, like, pelican balls for dessert. You don't know how to tell a joke, Marty says. I'm not trying to tell you a goddamn joke, am I? If I tack on a punchline at the end, then it's a joke. Anyway, what the hell was I saying? Yeah, so everyone is always talking about how this chimney sweep is like the bravest guy in town because he goes up high on all the roofs and whatnot and everything. So he gets up on his church roof, and maybe he's thinking about that while he's standing next to the chimney. But there's this steeple right in front of him, the pointy thing on the top of a church. And he looks up the steeple, and there's a steeplejack. Yes, very astute, Sherlock. The same one as in the title of the story. Who let you in here? What's a steeplejack? How the hell do I know? He goes up steeples, that's all. Maybe he fixes them or inspects them, making sure they're nice and steeply or whatever. It doesn't matter. Matter. What matters is that he goes up steeples and steeples go higher than chimneys. So anyway, the chimney sweep looks up at the steeplejack and he's like, hell, I could do that. And here's the thing about steeplejacks, they got sharp ears. Not pointy sharp like Vulcans. I mean like their hearing is really good. Vulcans are Star Trek monsters. I know you don't care. No, I don't know why steeplejacks have such good ears. Maybe they have to hear good to avoid oncoming birds or helicopters or whatever. Anyway, the steeplejack hears the chimney sweep and he goes, Well, sure, you could do this. I'm just climbing around up here. My grandmother could do this. The thing is, could you do this? And then the steeplejack, he puts his two feet, sole down on the side of the steeple, and then stands straight out to the side. What I'm saying is that his body is like parallel to the ground, so he's looking like Adam West on the old Batman show, climbing up a wall. No, it was live action. The 60s. No ropes holding this steeplejack like sissy Batman, neither. The chimney sweep is like, holy shit, how the hell did you do that? And the steeplejack is all like, balance! 
and then he runs up and down the steeple like that. The chimney sweep is trying to remember if he inhaled too many chimney fumes or something. He can't remember anything. His mind is blown, man. His jaw is as dropped as it can get and still be connected to the rest of his face. All right, says the steeplejack. You ready for the big finale? The chimney sweep can't even talk at this point. He's just staring agog. The steeplejack holds up his hands like he's all, Get ready for the shit now, buddy. And then he jumps off the steeple and he lands right back in the same place he jumped from. Like the steeple's got its own gravity. The chimney sweep's knees give out and he lands in a pile of chimney sweep right there on the roof. Then he hears this voice. Hey, steeplejack, you ain't all that. It's his lineman, who's been watching the whole thing from the top of his pole. Then the lineman unbuckles his safety belt, jumps, and he flies a figure eight right over the church. And then he flies off into space. Suck on that, motherfucker! Well, the chimney sweep got his ass off the roof before anyone else started showing off. After that, it was quiet for a while. Maeve asked, Was that it? Yeah, no, no, that's not it. Um, and the moral of the story is, Yes, Dwight said, pulling his fist toward his chest. Uh... Don't fuck with linemen, because they can fly. And a whole crowd goes apeshit, except maybe for Marty, who's steaming in the back of the room. Worst joke ever. If this story slid down your rooftop, you can shingle it out for praise from all the other crap you might find right here at BewareTheHairyMango.com. Sing it like no one wants to hear it in the comments for this post, or Sam email me and we'll try falling in love with love at Matthew at BewareTheHairyMango.com, or we'll smack the Candyman's can over at BewareTheHairyMango at gmail.com. Mr. Kel Tipzixum loves to listen to all of your SF signals at MockDocLangusFS in the comfort of his swinging fifth dimensional pad, or DAP as the case may be. Slip on your 5D headphones and go up, up, and away with Marilyn McCoo to SFSignal.com. There might even be a solid gold dancer in it for you. Tattoo the words BewareTheHairyMango.com onto your most convenient body part in case you ever lose your short-term memory. It won't help you solve the dark and violent mystery of your life, but you'll get a kick out of this show as your world crumbles around you. And you can listen to the same episode over and over again and never get tired of it. Unless you're listening to this one. Tweet, tweet, surrender, and live, live without care to John Denver, or, since he's dead, to me at twitter.com slash upwithgravity, unless I'm dead too, in which you following me is somewhat less of a priority. Like a fish out of water, like a bird shot out of the air. Press the donate button if you even give a buck, you'll make me happy. And sore. This podcast chafes like two unlotioned pant legs of corduroy between the fleshy thighs of a Creative Commons attribution non-commercial share-like 3.0 imported license. This is the chewy on the outside, bloody on the inside, Matthew Sanborn Smith reminding you not to bite the hand that feeds you, and also not to feed the hand that bites you. That last one really only applies to Senior Wences. Good night. Sam, email me, and we'll try falling in love with love at Matthew at Beware the Mango. Whoops. <laughs> Somebody shaved that mango.